What's up, witches? I'm Taylor. And I'm Amber. And, and this, this is Waking Up, up the witch. witch. We're your neighborhood witches. Each week, we talk about all things witchy and connect with other humans in a storytelling format about navigating life on this floating rock. We're two curious ladies trying to understand the human experience, but while we do that, we think it's important to honor the people that lived here before us and honor the cultures and traditions that we're being inspired by. This podcast is about waking up the witch, which means we are learning and growing every day. That being said, we are always open to feedback on how we can do better. The views and opinions of our guests don't necessarily reflect the views and opinions of waking up the witch. Now, let's go ghouls! <laughs> hey amber hi taylor how's it going it's going pretty good how are you i'm okay yeah i'm I'm good i I don't know that's a loaded question (laughs) i'm both can you be both i'm both you can be both let's talk about it your highs and your lows okay what are what are they called your your peaks and your valleys yeah okay so baby's good healthy i'm good healthy um my childhood best friend from like first grade just visited very quick trip perfect amount of time honestly like i didn't have to tote her around too much we just got to like really hang out and it was perfect so um, glad you had that time and yeah. especially because your time was cut really short with her during your New Orleans trip. So I'm mm-hmm. glad that you were able to get that. Yeah, it was great. She got engaged. What? Yay. Like in Congrats. Tahoe right before she came here. Aww. And like wanted to tell me in person. Aww. And she showed me at the airport. I started crying. And she's like, why are you crying? I'm just so happy. <laughs> uh, I'm like, you said yes, right? <laughs> I never, she's like, I don't know. I never imagined her getting married. So Aww, that's and so great. Congrats. It was great. And then, okay, I'm just going to be real, real about all this. Should I just. We do the real, real on this podcast. Go into detail Let's about do it. it. Okay. So, I found out some very, very, very fucked up information yesterday about the place where I was planning on giving birth to my child. It is like a birthing center outside of a hospital with midwives and um, I'll, most of the people that I love around this area have had their babies there and everybody's had really great experiences and um Kurt's friend that has six kids most of her kids have been born there like just so many people um one of my good friends was working there as like a midwife in training so I have enjoyed all of my appointments there I was very excited about the whole experience and giving birth there so last year a baby passed away while the mother was giving birth at that hospital. That happens, and it's really unfortunate and really sad, and I understand the family's grief, but babies die in hospitals too. Mm -hmm. It just happens. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not common. It's not common there. No. It hasn't happened in a very long time. Like, I don't know how many times it's happened, but it's not common practice. 
And so the family wants revenge. And I believe they're suing the birth center and the owners or whatever. Um, in this process, they have dug up some information about the people that own this business. And it comes... So it turns out that the man and woman that own the business used to live in Alaska and he was a cop and his daughter accused him of molesting her throughout her childhood. She was like emancipated and accused him of molesting her and then he took a plea deal and um served who's supposed to serve four years i think he served two and a half or something like that um and i think that his other daughter since has come forward to say the same thing happened to her and his sisters Mm. um first of all cops do not serve time no if they're not guilty like it's so hard to get a yeah prosecuted for anything yeah like so hard cops get off easy all the time and um so when i first saw the article i was like oh that's not them that's not their name Mm -hmm. and come to find out they have changed their name um and moved down here and opened business um so are there like pictures out there available you know so that you you're like oh yeah that's definitely them well they have the same last name mm-hmm. and his middle name is what he goes by okay so he just dropped the first name mm-hmm. and was going by the middle name and then i only found out that her name was different up there because in the comments under the article they were saying something else and the the birth center has made a statement since yeah so it's yeah. obvious that it's coming that's towards what them that is. yeah <laughs> um and they're denying it saying that their daughter was mentally ill and that she didn't she was just trying to ruin their family so they're not denying their identity at all they're just denying the accusations yeah so they're saying like he served time because of her but she's mentally ill and lied about it to ruin our family. Mm. And people trust them because they've been for them, there for them in their most vulnerable moments ever. And so some people aren't questioning it at all. Yeah. And. Well, I, I mean, it's hard to like, it's so sticky to see all of the evidence and know everything. But when it's. When there's multiple children and other family members coming forward with the same accusations, then it gets a little harder to deny. When psychiatrists and judges and detectives find the source credible. Yeah, it's really hard to prove yourself as a victim in that case, too. Like, you are immediately looked at as someone who you know the the other person is presumed innocent for the accusations that you're sending to them so so i'm obviously going to transfer care somewhere else but uh, i don't know where and like i 
and I don't want a hospital birth. Yeah. It's not what my plan was. I've enjoyed the care of midwives this far. It's felt very different from just a hospital. And a lot of people that you talk to, like, they don't tell you a whole lot about your pregnancy and your birth and your experience you know and yeah I went with you last week and we were there for like an hour and a half like that's not an experience that you get in a hospital and I have friends that are like well just go to the hospital you can refuse whatever you want and I'm like it's not about that that." easy either it's also just (laughs) not about that it's not about me refusing certain scans or refusing certain medications I want the full care yeah you deserve the full care and I can't i can't i don't feel safe there anymore and i'm not gonna be able to give birth in a place that i don't feel safe no and i know that the midwife i was seeing is a great midwife Mm -hmm. it's not the accusations are not against her but they're against her business partner Mm -hmm. and i think she will go down with the ship unfortunately so I feel I'm not na- I'm not calling out names or anything and I even feel guilty saying this. But the community deserves to know totally. really what happened and what the truth is and by the time this comes out I'll have more answers. Yeah. on what's going on and what I'm doing with my care and I'm also going through all of these emotions of like you know, I cried a bunch last night because I'm like, there's all these unknowns. And then I'm also grieving for all of mm. my good friends that so have many. been violated. Yeah. Like, that's been a big, like, reason for you wanting to go there, too, is because of trust. how many people that yeah. you know who have birthed their babies into the mm-hmm. world there and how beautiful it is to, you know, be in the same place yeah. where so many special yeah. people have done that. Yes. Powerful and thing too. Just like I can't imagine a more vulnerable time in totally. someone's life and a worse thing that you could be accused of. Yeah. And I don't give a fuck if you sent like you did your time. That's not a forgivable thing. I'm fine with a little crime. Like I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> yeah. um, some of my friends are felons. Like yeah. do weird stuff. Fuck the government. I don't care. Don't molest children no. or your relatives that's not forgivable that's not forgivable and they deal with people's babies yeah exactly and women's bodies and the aftercare naked bodies Babies are going in there and the aftercare this man is the one making people's placenta capsules right now and like crazy when i talked to her she was like he's just so good he like won't touch the placenta if he's having a bad day and like you know really sold him and i'm like oh that sounds like a lovely man he's not Mm. and she's not Mm. either way you cut it like if she doesn't believe her daughter i don't trust her Mm -hmm. and if she does believe her daughter and she's backing her husband yeah i don't trust her even more yeah and so i think that i I have to talk to them tomorrow. I need to read over my paperwork because I've already paid $6,000. But I do know that I can transfer care at yeah. any point and I think get a refund for what I haven't used. Yeah, I really hope that you can get a refund because that's so much money. Like having a baby in the United that's States. That's all is the money so that we had to do that. Yeah. Like we put it on a credit card because we don't have that money. Yeah. And 
we're grateful we even have that resource. And yeah. so it's just now I'm in a rental that I don't want to be in anymore. I love my house mm-hmm. and it's been really fucking good to me for mm-hmm. the last three years. It's been everything I needed and I will miss it dearly whenever we're gone. But it's not going to be what's right for me and my family. And I just – so now we're looking at – we were looking at other rentals. But I'm not giving birth in a rental. <laughs> it ain't happening. It's fucking weird. <laughs> and like, what you don't want to tell your landlord that. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I have my baby in your living room. Like – weird and so like we're gonna try to buy a house and we're gonna manifest everything you want we need to focus in yeah and write out everything that you're desiring everything that you're wanting so that we could call this in and make it happen for you yeah and which is all of you listening i want you to also take a moment if you can to please pulse out that energy and that love to taylor hopefully by the time this comes out i already have it like I already have it all figured out. You we're know? we're gonna so. try to we gotta make all this work out for you. It will and it always does. It always and does. So yeah. It's just I don't feel like right now is a great time for so many unknowns. Yeah. And yeah, there's just a lot of grief around this whole situation. Yeah. There it's disappointing. It's so it's disappointing. And I know that the other midwives will go down with the ship. And so it's not like I'm going to be able to still be under that care. And um, that's also disappointing. I don't know how you can have like one of the most sacred jobs in the world and mm. be a monster. I'm so fucking sick of this narrative. Like I said mm-hmm. in, like later in the podcast, like I don't know how to make it. I don't know. I don't know how to make it stop. I don't know what's wrong with these fucking men. I don't mm-hmm. know why this is common. And they're everywhere mm-hmm. and they're walking the streets. He's not a registered sex offender because he did time for the, he did time for like tampering with the witness. Yeah. It wasn't so even fucking stupid. The like assault charges. So like you go type his name in and not a, it's not even going to pop up and he's on time. Just fucked up. Failed. So Total fail. On all parts. Yeah. And the time that he did for tampering with the witness was more time than he would have done for assaulting his child. Also fail. What the yeah. fuck is wrong with this country? Yep. So. We have to protect our people. Um. Yeah. And there's a way. There's. I don't know. We're. The community deserves to know the truth because right now I think they believe them. Yeah. And there's, you're not the only one at the birth center <laughs> under care with them currently mm-hmm. either. Or in the past. Yeah. Another problem that's happening with this, though, is now all these people are starting rumors that they just kill a bunch of babies, which mm. is bullshit. Yeah. And takes that's away from helpful. the whole fucking point. That's it's not like, helpful at all. Yeah. Now they're saying there's been like 10 baby deaths this year. And it's like, that sucks. That's literally not the point like sure fuck them but like that's not no the point is at all and it takes away from what's really happening and and that's just like putting out a bad name too for birthing centers as a whole and midwifery care which is complete bullshit and it's just putting that fear back into people exactly yeah like 
Great. So many people already don't think your job is like a real job. Yeah. And now you've just like ruined that for more people. Mm -hmm. It's devastating. Absolutely. It's completely disappointing. Mm -hmm. It's so fucked up. And my heart just goes out to everyone who has entrusted their care and their family care with these people and that they have been lied to Mm -hmm. in such a deep way yeah um i am curious to see how everything kind of plays out over Mm -hmm. the next week month you know however long things take to really kind of bring more information um as well as just how your conversation goes tomorrow you know for yourself and everything's gonna be i might just send an email that says um yeah this isn't working out for me. I think I'm going to transfer care. Yeah. And then it's all documented and it's not this emotional convoluted thing. Yeah. Cause you don't want them gaslighting you or anything like that because. Well, and it's very emotional. Like I exactly. do feel like I had a connection with my midwife exactly. and I don't want to, I'm an emotional person. I don't want to get talked out of how I'm feeling. Yeah, totally. Cause I'm sure, I don't know. I do trust her not your midwife that's different yeah different person (laughs) i've been doing care with but i will not if she goes down with the ship because that my morals don't align with those exactly that's not something that you can just sweep under the rug no and yeah also just another reminder like i cut her hair and it felt very off to me the entire time. But I was nauseous because I was pregnant and I was sick. And she really overwhelmed me with her energy. But so many people in my life loved and trusted her that I was like, oh, maybe it's me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. Trust and it never fucking gut. is. No. And I don't know. Yeah, just tr- always trust your intuition because it's right. And even if other people do like that person or align with that person, still doesn't mean they're for you. You no, can totally. totally not mix your energy with um, other people's, even if they're around. Yeah, it's, you have complete autonomy over that, your choices. Oh, I have something else to say. Okay. So, Sat, there's like a local fair going on. They call it Boatnik, <laughs> and they like speed boats going up and down the Rogue River. And it's in this park, and it's really like the park's really beautiful. And but it's like your local carnival. Like <laughs> we went for people watching, and I've never gone sober, and it was just like the underbelly of <laughs> <laughs> like the just carnival people. <laughs> like the most, I don't know. It was really overwhelming, and I was just, no judgment, a little judgment. There's some <laughs> I can judge a little, whatever. It was like a little overwhelming. We were all like, "Oh my god!" There was like Mitchell was in line to get something like food, and some little high school girl talking about how she's gonna fuck her friend's dad what and then there's like all these children walking around with like trump 24 flags like Uh. tied around their neck like so many no and then 
later on I'm laying down and I'm going to bed and my anxiety is like so intense and racing and I'm like maybe I just soaked in all the yep. weirdness yep. from this fucking carnival <laughs> and I finally laid there and I was like I do not claim any energy that is not mine mm, I yes. not like I take back my own energy and then I was like what's mine is mine and what's yours is yours. And I just fell asleep. And I'm like, that's what yes. it was. That's a fucking <laughs> carnival. So much. It's so overwhelming and hard to be in spaces like that when I you realize your sensitivity. Before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and not just bubble yourself, but like clear the energy before walking in your door or, mm-hmm. you know, like sweep it away off your body. Get rid of before it. Before I even got in my fucking car. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that was wild. And I wanted to share it here. <laughs> Well, I'm proud of you for Thanks. like connecting to that and releasing it. It's like, wait a minute, seeing this that instant mine. relief. Yeah. <laughs> um, how are you? Uh, I'm good. Ooh, I uh, this last week was the busiest week that I've had in my business since like starting Moonbees. So even before I was a brick and mortar spot, but. Especially since I've been a brick and mortar spot. amazing. I worked with four different clients this week, which is like a lot. so many people doing energy work for in a week straight. Plus like having, you know, the shop open too. So it was like my like biggest profitable week that I've had, amazing. which is great. Like as a business owner, of course, but then like just being able to hold space for so many different people, like one of, one of my clients I had done. Um, a virtual session for her last year out of my house. And I met her through some other people through this community. And so I've worked with her a couple of times and they're really powerful sessions for her. And this was the first time that I got to do in person for her. She lives mostly in Eugene, but moves around a lot, travels a lot. Uh, so that was really cool Amazing. to be able to like have her in my space and for her just like see my journey too and the growth like we're just cheering each other on in our healing and our growth and that was so special and she brought a friend um who also did a session with me yesterday too um yeah it was like I had one complete stranger client at the beginning of the week who just found me through google and another client on Friday who was someone who just like happened upon my store one day and I actually carry some of her like art in my store too which is really great her name's Jubilee and that was such a powerful session like one of the most vulnerable anyone has ever been with me which feels so good to like all I could ask for and hope for is to be able to like create a safe space for people Mm -hmm. to really unleash Mm -hmm. themselves and their you know, the depths of their souls and the things that need to be healed. And she did it. And I was just like, you are a powerhouse. And I'm so grateful and proud of you for like, just letting your body do what it needs to do. It was incredible. So just a really, really beautiful week in that way helping people. And I was like, I was really overwhelmed in the beginning of the week, like leading up to this, knowing how busy I was going to be and how much energy you know, I would be giving and sharing with people. And I was really worried about how I was going to feel. Um, because doing energy work, whether you're receiving it or getting it, you get knocked out. <laughs> no matter how well you protect yourself, like you it need rest. Yeah, you got to you really have to have a good self care, self care practice. And 
Um, I, I did sleep a lot in the evenings, which is good. Yeah. And I just, I woke up every day like, okay, I could totally do this. And I've been on my period this whole week, mm-hmm. which is crazy because usually I'm much more like, I got to chill mm-hmm. and do nothing. And I, it like, I don't know if that's what energized me. It was just like, you know. I'm sure that and the sun being out yeah, and like, a, like totally. all these Lots little tiny things are just like giving you well, the strength just, to power just through. Just building that muscle too, I think, like being having more consistency mm-hmm. in doing client work. Um, it just felt really good, really, really good to to be able to do that. And I, I did have self-care in there actually. Um, I did receive Reiki yeah. from somebody on Wednesday who I'm working with, she is, her name is Maria, and she lives in London. So we are doing trades together. She's also a Reiki master teacher. And that has just been so powerful. And I'm really grateful to be able to do like trade work in that way and also receive mm-hmm. Reiki from somebody who I trust to like be in my energy. So that was really healing. And then I had a body code session on Friday too. So I did have like my own receiving moments. And maybe that was also part of helping me feel alive and energized. But I was in like leading up to today, I was like, I'm going to be so tired and not be able to have words. Like, you know, how sometimes Mm -hmm. I get like that. My words just don't come to my brain and I don't feel that way today. I feel so good. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, it's been a really good week. Um, Tomorrow, Mark and I have off together and I've just been really trying to think of like, I want to have like a Mark appreciation day. I've been trying to think of like what I could do for him, you know, something to make him just like feel extra loved and Mm -hmm. special and appreciated because he, he's supported me and my dreams and like supported me work so hard so that like we could afford to be able to like build this dream together. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, just so many things like he, he loves me so fucking much and I love him so much and I'm just so grateful for him in my life and you know Mm -hmm. like it's it gets really hard and stressful for him at work sometimes and this past week's been especially hard and stressful and so I just like want him to feel loved like coming at him in some way if if it's just from his wife like at least you know he can get that so Mm -hmm. um yesterday while waiting for my clients I went downstairs to the other easy and Stephanie the owner was there along with um, Miranda, who's one of, I think she's the manager there. No, I um, was down there. I don't, I should have told you. Yesterday? Yeah. Oh, I, um, I, <laughs> I had a fucking friend stalk to you on your phone. Oh. Because <laughs> you did tell me you were going to go to Over Easy for breakfast um, when everyone woke up. And so I was like, I wonder if she's still there when I was finally leaving the house mm-hmm. and you were like on Riverside. Like, I think you just left. Um, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I thought Share you Share your busy. locations with your friends. <laughs> it's nice. Um, but I went down there and I was just like telling them about what I want to do. And I was like, he's so hard to like shop for or plan for. And I don't know why it's so hard, but everyone has a hard time doing that for him. And I just want because he buys whatever he wants at the time, and men don't care about flowers. (laughs) And he doesn't drink, so it's not like you can buy a a nice bottle of bourbon. And he like like, pretty hard. He's lost a lot of his like passions over the years. Like he doesn't spend a lot of time on himself or spend money doing things for himself that create joy. You know, he just he wants to take care of everybody else. He's 
really neglected himself in that way and i was just like i just want him to like have a good time yeah i don't want him to have to think about all the things that need to be done Mm -hmm. and so they were all helping me brainstorm like things to do and that was really great so i think tomorrow we might go to the house of mystery Mm -hmm. because he really wants to go there and then possibly like go to a lake and go fishing for the day and just like chill and be together i'm like I know there's shit that needs to be done here at the house. I know there's shit that needs to be done at work, but let's not do any of it. Let's go have fun. You should. (laughs) I know what you should do. Um, There are the rogue jet boats that go out to Discovery Park, and they have a, like, world-class fishing pond, and you can, like, rent kayaks and, like, paddle boards and stuff out there, and you could do the jet boat, which is fun. You could do the like lake that's out there the pond and then there's like food and snacks and that stuff. sounds like a lot of fun too also we should go to concerts out there this summer but okay it, you yeah. should do that that's like i'm genius <laughs> so genius yeah i feel like there is like a lot of fun stuff like that and it's just hard to think about it in the moment when you're like let's go do something fun mm-hmm. what is there to do so Either way, we're going to go have a good time and just, good. like, get out of the house and not focus on the things that we have to do. Yeah. And just focus on having fun together because it's just been so busy the past couple of weeks and it's been full of work stuff. You know, we went out of town, but it was work stuff. It, yeah. We haven't really had, like, a getaway where it's just us in a long time. So mm-hmm. even if it's just for the day, I'm excited. And I can't remember to, if I shared about my money altar on here last week. Yeah. Did I? Okay. Mm-hmm. So that is still like going great. Mm-hmm. And um, I just want to like put that out there as you're talking about like I need to call in all of this stuff. Oh, I have something to say too. Yeah, say it. Look, the just... palm reader at um, oh Witchy my Night. God, I want to know how you're reading Amazing. Went. So oh, she shit. was like saying that this like big line that goes through the middle of my palm okay like first this thing that wraps around where your meaty part under your thumb is doesn't matter which hand i don't know she was looking at this one your right hand my other hand yeah yeah so she's looking at your right hand also it's like so relaxing when she's like rubbing your little hand with her finger it like feels good i can't wait to talk to her on here but each spot was like a different planet or something so this was like my venus and like this is your maternal whatever and she was saying that like it i wish i recorded it because Mm -hmm. like my adhd brain i can't always hear when people are talking to me and Mm -hmm. so i'm like Mm -hmm. and there's stuff going on around me so i'm like focus 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 (laughs) while she's talking so i i kind of got the gist of it in my brain but i can't regurgitate it the thing that i do remember as she was saying, like, the line through the middle is deep, and that's, like, my abundance and finances. And she said that money is my fate and that, like, yes, it is. all I have to do is open up and receive and that, like, I will just money falling into my lap all the time. She's like, it doesn't even have to be work. It can just be, like, you just receive all the time. You just have to be open to receiving. And I realize that I just have all these money blockages. Like, I really Mm. do. Like, I know I make decent money, but, like, I could always make more. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot more. Like, Mm -hmm. a lot more. And then, like, over here, like, these little lines are my community, I guess, that I have, like, right here Mm. under my pinky. Mm -hmm. 
fan to like always be leaning on my community for all of the things. And like, those are the people that are going to always be supporting me. And then in the palm of my hand is like a big, deep, like pond almost. And she said, that's my battlefield. And so she was like, make sure that like, if you are in a battle there that you don't try to climb up the way of like the maternal whatever and because the hill is really deep and mm. it would be a hard f- upward battle but to make sure i come over to this side where my community is at wow. and to use that as you like, don't have to fight alone yeah it was amazing there were so How many cool. other things but obviously my brain's always like money <laughs> so i was like <laughs> yeah okay yeah this is your fate that makes sense my destiny yeah it was amazing it was 15 dollars for 15 minutes damn girl i can't wait to talk to her yeah that was great yeah i did chat with her like at the end we were both wrapping up and i'm just like okay cool you i'm glad that you and taylor connected Mm -hmm. so that we can connect like we definitely would love to talk to you more so much Mm -hmm. or if we get readings on the podcast too it'd be cool how would you do that over the phone though we probably have to come here. We got to figure out the microphone situation. We'll figure it out one day. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it needs to happen. But I'm sure she does virtual stuff. You probably just take a picture mm-hmm. of your hand. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Probably. So pretty cool. If you have a palm reader around you, highly recommend. Loved it. Yeah. That's so fun. I'm glad that they're getting like more than just card readers mm-hmm. in there. Uh, Such I know, a fun I'm like, night. Do I have any other skills? Not a witchy, not really. You're gonna tap into them. You have them. You're like, <laughs> mm, we're just finding them. Your ex boyfriend's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling <laughs> that your mom's a bitch. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so funny. Anyways, yeah. Um, our episode today so good, so good, so good to have a guest on. Yeah. So good to be present in this moment and not dying in a yes. hole. Oh my god. Uh, pregnancy is hard. Yeah. It feels I'm feeling good. Yeah, we're back at least yeah. for right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll do we'll take it however yeah. we have to. It's our this is our job that we created for ourselves, okay? I have had people being like, <laughs> when are you coming back? Yeah, so yeah. People are ready. That's nice. And we've been ready too. We're excited yeah. and it'll it's going to be great. So I'm just excited that we got to yep. like chat with someone. We have a couple guests on the books um, ahead of us too. So just getting back in a good flow right now. I'm very excited. And our guest today, her name is Kalia. She has a podcast called Kalia's Corner. And she grew up very evangelical uh, Christian. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, just more on that deconstruction mm-hmm. and stepping into your power and owning who you are yep. and loving who you are like full of self-care unapologetically yeah i love it so much and just it it makes me so proud to like see to like hear about people's growth and like to see yeah. them owning who they are Always so much so impressed totally it feels so good so we hope that you enjoy yeah. um our episode with kalia today enjoy enjoy hello Welcome to another episode of Waking Up the Witch. We are just going to get started here today by taking some grounding breaths and connecting our energy. So wherever you are, if you 
desire or able to, we encourage you to take some deep breaths with us, starting with a big inhale in and release. Another deep breath in and release. This last one, the biggest one you've had all day in. Hold at the top. And release. I'd like to call in our higher selves and our guides to be here with us today. On another beautiful episode with another special guest. Please be with us and help us to connect to our higher selves and share with the community whatever is for the highest good for all involved today, helping us to feel at peace and connected and full of love. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Kalia. Hey. Hi. How's it going, (laughs) y'all? So good. How are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. So excited to be here. Very fun being on this side of the microphone. (laughs) So fucking grateful for you um, joining us today. I've been very excited to just kind of like switch it up on you because a couple weeks ago I got to be a guest on your podcast, which we want to hear more about. So yeah, yeah, tell us who you are and tell us a little bit about your podcast and why why you want to be here today. Yeah, so I have um, a podcast called Kalia's Corner. So my friend Hannah and I just actually wrapped the first season, um, which ended up, I had sort of different plans going into it, but what it ended up being was a six-month therapy session (laughs) for her and I as we basically um, did a book club style reading and review of this deeply toxic book from our youth called I Kissed Dating Goodbye by Joshua Harris. Um, which was written by a 21-year-old Christian white man who grew up in Southern California and Earth had lots flag. of big thoughts to say. <laughs> yeah, right? Hundo P. And this was a book that became like the dating Bible for young women specifically um, in like the it's mid-2000s. a manifesto. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. This guy was like so far bonkers. I mean, the, the adults that must have encouraged him around him and just... Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm I'm irritated by all of it. Um, How old is this book? It was written, I want to say, early 2000s, 2001 maybe, or maybe late Mm -hmm. 90s. Um, But yeah, so as we were winding that down after having to smoke (laughs) every time we recorded and just really work (laughs) through a lot of our frustrations with the the messaging that the Christian evangelical church gives to one uh, young women specifically Mm -hmm. with just... You know, being told that showing your shoulders or your clavicle or your ankles or being in any way a sexual human being, um, you're going to cause other people to sin. So if a young man looks at you with lust in his heart, sweetie, you shouldn't have been popping that ankle like that. Like, this one's on you. And now you're causing him to stumble? I have a question about that. (laughs) Your fault. Uh Is that like... (laughs) Is there a certain age where you have to start covering up or is it from like birth? Uh, it's pretty much, uh, I would say for women. The messaging is the messaging is the whole time. And by the time you're eight or nine, it's mm. really like 
keep your bits covered because Puberty. God forbid the young men know that you have shoulders. Good God. <laughs> Which, yeah, that delicious they're not the fucking problem in what the first about place. Their like, shoulders. <laughs> and there's another they're fucking not verse in the Bible. <laughs> no, well, that's true. But the verse in the Bible that says, if your eye causes you to sin, pluck your eye out. So I'm like, why don't y'all go yeah. stab your fucking eyeballs out and let me yeah, live why my life? is it our fault? I did. <laughs> makes I have no heard sense. that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and so I as say, we... Let's do it. If you follow the Bible. <laughs> so after uh, unpacking lots of our, our youth together and just shredding this, shredding this young dude to absolute pieces... Um, we were just kind of thinking about what we wanted to do for a second season and we wanted to do something rather than just let's read this man for filth with all mm-hmm. of the stupid things he said and really unpack all that. I, I'm a pretty curious person and mm-hmm. I love learning new things and exploring new things and meeting new people. And she and I both have been on, as we were deconstructing our youth in the church we realized that we both have a lot of interest in a lot of things witchy. We both have gotten our first tarot decks in the first our last year or so. She's really into herbalism and and that kind of plant magic. Um, mm. I think soup, like I love I love uh, charging my crystals and under the moonlight now. And <laughs> we realized that I was like, I really want to know about witchcraft and paganism and this sort of different kind of feels like earth magic to me. I'm like, and I can't just go out and catch a witch and sit her down and make her tell me everything. And I was like, but wait, yes, I can. I have a podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're going to, uh, Amber, I just have this vision uh, though, real quick of like a witch on her broom flying through the sky and you have like a fishing pole and you're like <laughs> sending it out, trying to catch her from the sky. <laughs> like, Don't be afraid, witch. I just have many questions that I will release you. <laughs> Tell me everything you know. (laughs) Tell me your secrets. (laughs) So yeah, Amber was our first first interview that we'll be releasing in July, which was such such a fun conversation. And I just had such a ball with you. And yeah. So I can't wait to listen. I had so much fun. so So, so much fun. And like... Yeah, it was just like going like I was a little nervous because I've never been on the uh, getting interviewed side of a podcast before. And so I was like, oh, and then I don't there's a new people. I don't know. Right. Am I going to assemble my words? You know, just like all of the jitters. But um, I just kept telling myself, like, you're just going to like hang out with some new friends. That's yeah. all you're doing. You're going to have some new friends mm-hmm. after this. It's going to be great. And it was just like so fun. And that's literally exactly what it was, what it felt like. And I'm just so honored to be able to, um, you know, be in your life and then also to be able to be a part of what you are creating in this next season, too. Yeah, no, I'm really oh, yeah. excited. You were you were a joy. You you uh, no. flawless on mic. <laughs> Yeah, that really was like a fun conversation. <laughs> that is like so new for me, by the way. I just always feel like I get like tongue tied and trip over my words and I, you know, we all judge ourselves about things. And that's one thing I always judge myself about. The first time Taylor and I sat down to like start recording stuff, she's like, your voice is like butter. (laughs) Super much. Yeah. Your guys' flow on your podcast. I have to give mad props because it can be a challenging thing um, to sort of match energies and stylistic things and also just give each other the space to talk. (laughs) So Mm, I want to give you both many props. Thank you. Thank you. It's just being friends (laughs) and learning. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of learning. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, Yes. 
Sorry, Go I ahead. think that just talking about your podcast and where like it started in the first season is a good segue into going into like your life and how you grew up. I would love to hear from the beginning like what it was like yeah. in your shoes. Yeah, so I grew up in Northern California in Humboldt County, um, one mm-hmm. of nine children. I have two older okay. brothers and then me, three younger sisters and three younger brothers. Can't keep them all straight. Do not ask me to list birthdays because <laughs> I got like the lot. first four and that's about it. Yeah, nine but, is a lot. How yeah, old so, um, is the oldest today and the youngest today? And where shit, are you? You're asking hard questions. Or about. <laughs> I get it. Or what's the age my, difference? Yeah. So my oldest brother, I think, is 39. And then my youngest brother is, I think he just turned 18. Or maybe he will turn oh, 18. No. Somewhere in that region. God. End of teen years. <laughs> okay. okay. And I, uh, I'm i 33, so there was about a two to three year gap between each kid. But no twins. Uh, we weren't Catholic. We weren't Mormon. My parents just liked kids. <laughs> <laughs> so well, contraception's they, probably not um, loved on by the Lord, right? No, super not. <laughs> There's a whole movement called the Quiverful Movement, which is from an Old Testament verse that was basically about having a full quiver of children to fight the Lord's, uh, the you know, be part of God's army. And like the more you can flood the earth oh. with your children oh, indoctrinated in what you believe, then eventually you can take over everything. So oh just my God, that my Jesus. so much yep. sense and it's so terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So we were part of, we, I was homeschooled for the entire, um, entire scholastic career and wow. we were all part nine of, of you. Uh, all nine. Yeah. I think Hot a few damn. of us older ones started taking junior college classes at 16 at the local junior college, but mm-hmm. my oldest brother went to one year of public school. Um, beyond that, okay, the rest well. of us all homeschooled and we were part of this lovely group called Christian home educators or Chi for short, which was, <laughs> it was real fun. Uh, lots of, lots of toxicity, lots of shame messaging, lots of women are to be subservient. And a lot of the girls Blech. I grew up with couldn't wear pants. Like they had to wear skirts. Um, and some of them were even so far as like, no, you have to wear head coverings because your hair caused the young men to stumble. So was this like a place that you went to that would have like been like going to school with other people, but all, or was like your parents? It was a larger kind of organization where, yeah. So it was mostly my parents. There was a few different in high school years, some different families, like moms would host like a science class once a week. But this was, there was a few yearly activities that, that she put on. Uh, my favorite was the <laughs> the end of year picnic where they did something akin to a graduation ceremony for all of these, <laughs> you know, however many hundred ish kids, I would say probably less than that. I don't know. But the way that they did it is they trot each of them up by sort of age or grade, if you will. Apparently people had those. Um, and <laughs> it would be these, the parents would get a stack of these certificates of achievement and then they would fill in whatever the kid had done that they did well that year. Um some of them were fun, like Kalia, excellent achievements in reading her Psalms and Proverbs and getting her second stripe on her yellow belt. And I was like, this is already super Like karate? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you're giving me props for my one yearly accomplishment being I read the Bible on time and I had this low level accomplishment 
in karate, which no one understands. And talk about feeling othered already. I'm like, yeah, just other me out even further. I'll be over here in the corner, not knowing what the hell to do with myself. (laughs) So this was you like uh, getting straight A's basically. And they're like, here's your certificate. You get to go on to the next level. Sort of. I think it was just, no, I never got graded. I was really, okay. thankfully, pretty self-motivated because it wasn't like mom sitting us down at the table and we're going to do class today. It was like, all right, yeah. uh, here's a bunch of textbooks. You have to do math. You have to do this one. Uh, read them and do the things. You have to do at least a few hours of schoolwork every day. And somehow I, <laughs> I made it into college and graduated with honors. Um, so wow. it worked well enough for me, hmm. which was pretty wonderful. Congrats. Yeah, that, I was Thanks. like, how do you l- actually learn that way? I mean... I'd be so much dumber so than confusing. I am now. Yeah. I had a hard <laughs> I, time someone explaining shit to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing that I was horrifically Same. terrible at was mathematics. So Same. when I went to go to, um, I applied to go to Humboldt State. So I'd already had some credits from this junior college. And my parents both went to Humboldt State. Not like they donated money, but it's like, okay, alumni, I lived locally. And they almost didn't let me mm-hmm. in. Because they're like, hey, so your SATs, we like that you got like in the high 90s for reading and writing. But I was in the 36th percentile for mathematics. <laughs> so mm. like, if you want to come to our school, you have to take this remedial math class five days a week for two semesters. And then we'll let you in. Mm. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I hate this. So it did not set me up well for, um, for mathematics whatsoever. But, you know, mm-hmm. the rest of it was pretty good. Yeah, math is hard. so math hard is to hard. do on your own. I had yeah. one <sighs> homeschool math class for different reasons i was naughty and i got (laughs) kicked out of school but i never passed it never i like and every time i failed it my mom had to pay another three hundred dollars and she finally was like you just don't pass math i don't know what to tell you bye yeah like i don't have 300 more dollars dumb at math (laughs) Yeah, yeah and i was like i you know you have facebook memories and on like every year pops up like 15 years ago i'm like can i pay someone to do my math <laughs> <laughs> obviously nobody did it yeah dang so homeschooling and you were basically being graded on um how well you read the bible and that's how you graduated high school <laughs> yeah yeah well i ended up so we got kicked out of this group when i was uh 14 the reason being Mm. i the whole family yeah the whole the whole family um because Mm. i had the audacity to realize oh if i can basically homeschool through a charter school all that means is a teacher comes out once a month to just look over the things i'm doing and i can get uh sweet government funding and which i use for things like sheet music um i bought a bunch of fabric and started sewing like elven costumes so, and the only Fun. involvement was this teacher coming out once a month. Most of her other students um, were from either tough situations or had uh, issues with learning in a group setting. And I was just like, I don't know, I'm homeschooled, motivated, pretty, pretty good at most things. And I try hard. But because of that government involvement in my schooling, the, uh, the deacons and elders of the Chi organization decided like, sorry, guys, like we can't have you in our club no because you're not real homeschoolers. And I remember being so sad and livid what? and thinking, how dare you? I wrote a two-page letter referencing many Bible verses to the elders and deacons explaining <laughs> why I did not think that we should be booted for this. And I was like, why would you inflict Gosh. suffering on the parents for the sins of the child? And my sweet mother um, let me write the letter and said that she would send it for me and thankfully did not, which I think was a 
was a good choice. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but so then when I did graduate, it was in this charter school um, group. So probably 25-ish people. I got to be in charge of things like music, which um, because the teacher was like, you're just, you're just delightful and you're motivated. And why don't you pick the songs? You can be Aww. valedictorian. So I picked some fucking weird <laughs> music because I was an odd kid without a lot of friends who was homeschooled. So, yeah. and I put, did a performance of this song called um, I Will Be Like Mother Mary from an obscure Jason Robert Brown Ooh. musical. It did oh my God. I sensed afterwards it didn't quite hit in the way that I felt that it Is there a <laughs> video of this? No, thank God. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's how you get your podcast popping off. You gotta post something like that on TikTok and really embarrass yourself. <laughs> I mean, you know, I put it all out there anyways. Oh, it's that's comedic gold. That's good. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So during all of that, um, mm. that interesting tumultuous time and that messaging of more shame and guilt of like, you've gotten your family booted God, up from yeah. this group you were a part of. We were also attending... Mm. Um, uh, we two different churches, one that was basically lots of dirgy hymns that kept shrinking and shrinking in size um, and had the the fire and brimstone messaging of if you see Jesus as this loving, kind man, if you're just focusing on the love of Christ, you're fucking it up. You have to really nail home oh. the fire and the brimstone and the fear of God. It gave me, a, I remember being eight or nine years old and having this existential crisis in my little brain going, okay, I know I want to be saved because I want to go to heaven because hell sounds really, really bad. It's like weeping and gnashing mm -hmm. of teeth and fire and torture and just bad stuff. But if you pray the sinner's prayer and ask Christ into your heart and to be saved, but you do it out of fear of hell, then it doesn't count. And so I'm there going, oh my God. Okay. All I've heard about heaven is it's streets paved with gold and big, big mansions and these other place sounds like dog shit. So I certainly would prefer this one um, without much context for how it's supposed to be this wonderful place. Although, random side note, when I was nine or ten, I remember being in, a, in Sunday school and, and feeling a tingling between, betwixt my legs for the first time. And I was uh -huh. like, yes. this, this is it. This is what heaven feels like. It's this all the time. <laughs> it turns out that's <laughs> Hallelujah. And ladies, yes. I tell you what, heaven can be a place on earth every night. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Sponsored by Adam and Eve. <laughs> that's what I'm going for. <laughs> I eventually want to have branded Kalia's Horner Lube. It's a dream. <laughs> oh, amazing. Yes. Amazing. I know. Wouldn't it be incredible? Working on that one through Alibaba, mm -hmm. maybe. Um, but it'd be, anyways, <laughs> there you go. side note. Um, so then my family went to a Calvary Chapel church when I was probably 10 or 11, switched to that one. Oh, buddy. The pastor the cult. there. Oh, oh, for sure. Pastor tatted up, yeah. had these, the, his redemption story about he came from this prison life and drugs, and, and now he's been saved. And he and his wife had um, seven kids, several of whom they had adopted and some with severe disabilities. And then we, around it was time I was 15 or so, um, it came to light that he had been uh, abusing one of his daughters. Um, oh, and just classic. You're right. Just so fucking cliche. And she was one who'd been adopted from a horrible situation before. So that was kind of the point for me that was like, I don't, I am not really a big fan of this church thing. And no one seemed to see any of the signs of this man being a monster. None of it felt right anymore all of this this messaging of if you first of all don't question 
um, because that's that's mocking God or that's you just shouldn't. If you have questions, you can go to your pastor because the pastor is there to shepherd the church and to be essentially the voice of God. And then finding out that like the idea of this pastor being essentially this uh, not God on earth figurehead, but this important position of power who had answers and who, um, you know, you could go to with things. And this guy was just a monster and everyone trusted him. And then it was all shattered and broken. And I just. I'm real sick of that fucking narrative. I'm like, yeah. real sick of it. Hot fuck. Yeah. I'll take you what. Yep. And just, it's been interesting. I'm 33 now. I just kind of didn't go mm-hmm. to church when I was uh, like tail end of high school. I would go here and there. And then right after high school, I got. In- Do you, is there a reason why? Were you just not feeling like you needed to go and you were connected to God either way? Or were you feeling disconnected? I mean, I was, it was feeling disconnected, I think, the older I got. By the time I was 18, I was like, yeah. I'm going to have to work at the coffee shop on Sunday mornings rather than just go to church with my family. Do you think mm-hmm. that that priest or whatever you said he was called, pastor, um, pastor, pastor do you think that was like a turning <laughs> point for you where you were like, I don't know, you know I don't trust some of this? Yes and no. I feel like that was a turning point. But then I think back to being 17 and riding the bus to go to College of the Redwoods with my tiny little Gideon's Bible, just sitting there reading it, praying that someone would come up and talk mm-hmm. to me so that I could um, share the word of, of Christ with them. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, mm-hmm. the only person who did was a weird dude, like in his middle age, who was like, "Oh, hello, little girl." I'm like, "Can I tell you about the Lord Creepy. Savior Jesus Christ? I would really like to witness." To you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told we're supposed to win you over f- for God. <laughs> so <laughs> so creepy. Yeah. And then I got engaged briefly to my karate teacher's son. Realized that was a terrible idea, and shortly afterwards, um, got with the person who I ended up being with for 12 years. So you're. I have another question. You're engaged, probably haven't kissed or really touched or anything like boob before. Boob touches feeling really, really guilty when they were boob touches and like this feels too good. We can't do this. We mm-hmm. no kissing. No, we did. We did some making out. It felt dirty and fun. Okay, um, but never, never the full blown <laughs> sex. It's just like this is obviously. And that was your fun. like first kiss and stuff. Yeah, I mean it was a really sweet first kiss, despite how everything turned out in yeah. the end, but. Yeah, and then my yeah my first sexual experience was horrific. Um, you might. <laughs> I think that's. I think that's most classic. Yeah, yeah. it was involved yeah. with other people and a lot of alcohol that I didn't know oh. how to um, handle. Mm. And you know, okay. these things happen. Um, but yeah, so I immediately went to being with someone who was a pretty full blown narcissist. Um, so I spent a lot of years putting a lot of my energy and soul and everything into this person yeah because you just i just wanted him to be happy because if that's what you're yeah if he was happy yeah. then maybe you're I'd there be to serve him exactly the whole messaging was mm-hmm. like the scaffolding was set yeah. up for this man to just lock yeah. right in and it took until two and a half years ago Ugh. over a bunch of different little things and then finally it was like you know what i am done i packed up my house in the middle of the day after he went to work i moved into my friend's house in ashland and i spoke to him one time when he came back from work, realized I was gone and freaked out. I went back and I said, I'm done. I don't ever want to speak to you again. I hope you keep, I hope you get help. And he was like, but I'm in therapy. I'm like, I hope you continue that, but we're done. Mm-hmm. And then I have never, I've yeah. never spoken to him again. Was able to get through a whole ass divorce wow. without any communique. Um, yeah. Oh. Like that. So you did get married. That's amazing. Sure did. Yeah. And 
big old okay. like, someone who's so toxic where you can't bring yourself to even write an email to after it's done. Yeah. Um, I got you. Yeah. So the last two and a half years of my life has been the first time <sighs> I felt like an actual, like an actual person, like a person with my own autonomy mm-hmm. who could be given the space and the freedom to figure out what I might like, what I'm about with, mm. with my partner now, Chris, who I'm getting married to in a few days, we are talking about, we have this dream of, we want to buy a little mountain and there's this beautiful spot in Portland um, called Mount Tabor. And it's just mm-hmm. the most magical place, especially at night. There's really cool, like Gothic lighting and there's a pond and sometimes there's a piano up at the top that someone will be playing. And so he, we want to build this, basically our own Mount Tabor in the Rogue Valley. Mm-hmm. Mm. And as we we're talking about this, Love. I was like, this is the first time in my life where I have had a goal or a plan for something big that I have wanted. That's been wow. my agenda that I'm fully on board with and not just trying to support someone else or, you know, mm. live in this way that I've been fed to believe is how you are supposed to. Mm-hmm. So it's been the last yeah. the last few years have been really powerful um, in just self-actualization and figuring out who I am and the things that I'm about and the things that I like and don't like. And it turns out I really like me a lot. Like, please, please, a good gal, real empathetic, you know, creative and funny. And Mm -hmm. it's weird to say those words, especially on a podcast, because there's that Christian 16 year old me going like, well, you can't be prideful. Like, you need to simmer down right now. Mm. You do know you're exposing mm. your clavicle. We love pride <laughs> over here. <laughs> Show us your tits. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> With consent. Yeah. With consent. Slash, <laughs> if you want to, I want to. <laughs> no, I just love like hearing that and like in love being a space where you feel mm-hmm. comfortable you know, saying that out loud to yourself and, you know, giving other people permission to do the same because we need more of that. Like, no wonder why the world is so fucked up because we're taught to hate ourselves, you know, and just serve and like run ourselves into the ground and not Mm -hmm. really discover who we are. And I'm so grateful that you were finally able to be on the path of self-discovery and really like taking advantage of getting to know who you are and discovering what you like, you know, because a lot of people too will just kind of fall back into the same routine. Like, okay, we got out of this toxic relationship. Well, now what? And what do I do? And you get another relationship where you're just in the same situation. And instead like you're being supported in your next relationship where they also want to hear about what Kalia wants and what Kalia likes. I never thought it was possible. And like that you get to dream together and like literally build something amazing together or some lots of something. So many things. Yeah. That light you up, that make you excited. We have so many plants now. I do want to go back a little bit to like what was going on during you said how long 12, 12 years? years yeah yeah just during all of that like you did get married mm-hmm. it was probably in a church no, and actually then in a winery, oddly enough. did you Which okay you know. hmm. and like where was where did the deconstruction start? Were you both very religious? Like, what did all that look like over that 12 years? So, really, religion, he wasn't 
terribly religious ever. Um, and I kind of wasn't either. So we didn't really go to church together or anything like that. Um, yeah, for me, honestly, the deconstruction started last September (laughs) when Hannah and I started recording together because I did not realize how much there was left still to unpack. And there was a whole Mm, like mm -hmm. freaking trunk full of things. I'm like, Oh, right. Well, let's pull it out, shake it out, look at it, work through it, fold it up, put it in this pile over here. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it really, because most of the 12 years when I was with this person, I was working between 50 to 70, sometimes 80 hours a week. So Mm -hmm. working all the time, Wow. With someone who was not great at money management and had uh, had high end taste, and a, the fun thing about mm-hmm. narcissists is you just convince yourself like if I could just if I just buy you this thing if we just get you this custom paddleboard like then I can mm-hmm. finally be happy like mm-hmm. then if you're happy then I can be happy and life mm-hmm. can be peaceful and you know it's it's gonna work this time this is gonna be we'll drive twelve hours to L A for you to purchase this ridiculous item you don't need and then turn around and drive back so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for him, I, he was never terribly religious, and I was just kept myself very, very busy for a long time, which is weird to think about. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just how you were raised to be in relationships that just kind of like carried you through that in the way that you showed up in that relationship. Yeah, I'm it's, sure. it's lovely to be, um, to feel like your whole life's purpose is to serve and shore up another human being who really, especially fun if they don't treat you very nicely. And they make you, they belittle you and make you feel dumb and small. And you don't think you're dumb and small. You're pretty mm-hmm. sure you're not. But there is this constant just deluge of like, yeah, I wish you weren't so stupid. Um, you know, being mocked for, you know, I like to do leather work. So I've been doing leather work for like the last seven years. And so making purses, mm-hmm. earrings, belts, like I go through different phases with different things. And having him mock that at a show that I put on with a friend and basically offer to give it away to people. And I was like, what the hell? Like. I th- wow! I think this is something very oh cool, God. and now I feel real dumb and real stupid. And I have a degree in music. I have a degree in vocal performance. And remember, he used to say, like, yeah, you know, I could uh, if whenever I decide to do country music singing career, like, I'm definitely going to be way better than you. I'm like, what? What the, what the fuck? Wow. <laughs> okay. Cool. What is? Okay. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Why do you even stay with somebody, like, not you, but him? It's like, if you don't fucking like me, yeah. why are you with me? I dated a very crazy person for a long time. And there were so many times that I'm like, if you want to change me so bad, why are you with yeah. me? Mm-hmm. Because you got with me because you liked who I was. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're, like, different. And I'm like, but you're trying to make me not. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I don't even know what you fucking like about me and why you <laughs> yeah. want to do this. If you think I'm mm-hmm. so stupid and dumb and talentless and all those other things, like – Move on. Like, fuck. (laughs) Do us both a favor. Please, for the love of Christ. (laughs) Bye. So how did you um, meet your now partner? And were you living in Humboldt with this person? Yeah. And then you moved to Ashland to get away from them? So we lived in Humboldt together for a year, and then we moved up to the Rogue Valley together um, right after that. So I met Chris through the guys who owned the pet store I worked at for a million years were having um, some work done in their house. And so the guy was doing a tiling job and Chris ended up taking over that job. And <laughs> they, I was in a, a very, I was in a very single phase and I was, I was a borderline predator. I was very honest about my intentions <laughs> to, to sleep with many people, 
but I had a number of 50 that I wanted to get to, and I made that number. And you know, I yeah, baby. not going to be anything but proud of it. I was wondering, not, not just saying, I was wondering, like, well, does it, does she just went from this one man, and then now she's getting married again, so she's only had sex with, like, two people. <laughs> oh, 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 sweetie, no. Good job. <laughs> I am very pro-ho, so yes. I feel like anybody that wants to get to know themselves mm-hmm. in a, should mm-hmm. safely ho. Yeah, we're yeah, very positive around here. Great, I had a great year of hoeing. I got on every every app. And I treated it like a social experiment. And yeah. any person I'd met, I'd be like, here's what I'm here's what I'm looking for, here's what I'm interested in, which is literally just you tonight. And <laughs> and oftentimes I'd just be like, all right, let me try this trick out and see how this person responds to it. I'm like, hmm, that worked well yeah. or that didn't. And then I often just like I would just they would they would come and I would just be like, Okay, bye. <laughs> so not the not the kindest way to treat people. I probably, well, I wouldn't do that again because I'm getting married now. I'm very happily monogamous <laughs> with Chris, <laughs> to be very clear. But the year of hoeing was fantastic. The um, yeah, the way I got to the number fifty was I went up I to love Portland. You're counting. Oh yeah, I yeah detailed lists, detailed like videos <laughs> of like the morning after and be like, here's what I liked about this. Here's the weird thing, like. Just let's journaling it too. I love, I love it. What a great way to like get to know what you like too. Yeah, I don't remember most of mine. So good job. (laughs) I went to a I went to a sex club up in Portland for gangbang night as my first ever sex club experience. Or gangbang, and uh, it was it was fantastic. Oh my god, it was super fun. So great. That's amazing. So you have yeah. to go back in our catalog and listen to our last episode with Gigi Savage. You will love her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's a yeah. sex worker. Yeah. She's oh, amazing. Yeah. And she writes like smut and stuff for Cosmo. She's oh, and she just got into Playboy. She's, oh my god. Yeah, she's yeah, wonderful. I love her already. Yes. Yeah. Great. Um I have to know <laughs> what uh is your astrological sign? So I am a Leo sun with a Cancer moon and Taurus rising. Oh. Yeah. Definitely Leo. Leo. Yeah, the Leo. Leo. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. But yeah, so after this was like the, the, a good year of, of lots of taking back power, of lots of exploring my own sexuality, figuring out what Amazing. I liked, what I didn't like. Really just, I was like, I need, I need to... I need to take back power for me. And this is how I want to do it. And a lot of people did not quite understand. I'm like, that's okay. It's not your journey, but I'm really proud of what yeah. I'm doing right now. And I don't need your opinion. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, so, chills. so good. <laughs> so it was like after a year of that, it had kind of staled a bit. There had been a person or two I'd seen more than once. And there was some slut shaming stuff that felt real gross. And it just wasn't mm. quite so much fun after a year of trying to find people, especially in this area. So I was gonna uh, say the only thing about that is like the valley's not that big. <laughs> I think I tapped into uh, the the farthest reaches of people I didn't know that was safe to do without yeah. it leading into the inner circles, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Good. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was just like, you know, I don't know what life's gonna hold, but I know the marriage and partnership thing was really awful. I really don't want to do that ever again. So I'll probably meet someone at some point, but you know, not really banking on it, counting on it. And then Chris and Terry said, "Hey, there's this." super hot guy working on our floor you should come meet him I was like yes thank you a fresh one perfect and I met him and I was like oh oh you're wonderful oh you, oh oh and you're fun to talk to and it was after just a few dates I was like 
I kind of don't want to fuck anyone else now. (laughs) What's going on? Am I okay? (laughs) And just really (laughs) fell in love with him really quickly because he, Mm. he has a really, uh, a really dark past, like a lot of just bad abuse from childhood through the whole ways, a a similar Mm. relationship to mine, um, but split between two women. And he had just taken the previous two years before that just to, to be a single person, to sit with himself and to heal and mm. to not try to, to really just like work through a lot of this stuff. And so mm. we really met each other at this very perfect time. And mm-hmm. he thinks I'm so funny and he thinks I'm pretty and smart. And th- the best thing is I always wanted someone, like when I was with my ex, I'm a silly person. I like to make silly sounds. Mm-hmm. I want to have pet raccoons ethically. Um, but just, I just, I have a constant, like making noises and doing sort of odd quirky things, which I've always liked about me, which no one else really ever celebrated. And now with Chris, not only does he celebrate it, he does it too. And I think it's just a joyful thing. Like we're so obsessed with cute little weirdos together. It's it's my favorite. (laughs) And we both have been through lots of therapy. And so, you know, when we will have these it's like all of the all of the trauma. You can try to work through as much as possible, and really try to be conscious of the things and cognizant of how you're interacting. And and if it's something that's a response, I talk about it like a toolbox. Like in the past relationship, I had to have this whole different set of tools. It was lots of defensiveness. Mm-hmm. It was lots of trying to stand my ground in front of someone who didn't seem like they respect me or even liked me. And realizing now with someone who I know is never never trying to hurt me intentionally, never being intentionally unkind mm. and having mm-hmm. to be like, okay, I don't have to have like both spears up ready to get, you know, stab or be stabbed. And mm-hmm. it's been really wonderful. The, um, just ha- finding someone who has similar damage and who is right there with me to work through it and to unpack why mm-hmm. this thing might set you off in this way and do it from a place mm. of love and curiosity and with a lot of gentleness with each other because sometimes it's like, oh, I don't understand why you got so damn reactive about this one thing I said because I didn't mean anything more than like, mm. you know, mm-hmm. whatever the thing was. I can't think of a good example. And he's like, but for me, this is shadow memories of how yeah. this person treated me and how that was ugly and mm-hmm. awful and I hated it. So it's been, mm-hmm. we, so we met in February, the day before Valentine's Day. And I knew he was the one for me because within like a week, um, <laughs> he had me tied up and blindfolded on the bed. I'm like, mm-hmm, yep, this is, yep, <laughs> fucking fantastic. First person I've ever went to a sex store with. And like, we bought fun sex stores and then like, got a hotel room. Oh, I was like, so fun. Mm-hmm, yep. And then I decided that I wanted to propose to him because mm. this is like in August, I think. So real wicked quick. But I'm like, this, this, this man is tremendous. I've, he checks all of the boxes for all these different things I never even knew were possible in a partner or in a man mm-hmm. or to be someone who was just so, so rich with so many wonderful qualities. And I'm like, I got to lock this shit down. And yeah, I felt like we we're both on the same page of the seriousness of it. And we talked about things like not wanting to have kids and had sort of unpacked all of these different, like the big questions. And I was mm-hmm. like, I want to, I want to do this thing. I want to do this ultimate romantic gesture for this man. So I took him to the coast. I had the rings shoved in my bra. So I was like, all right, get a (laughs) gold beach in, get a hotel room, like right on the ocean. I'm going to set up this cheese board. We're going to go walk down to the beach. And then 
going to hide this ring in these, I got these little podochromes, super delicious, like pudding things. Mm, and yum. so I hid it in the so pudding. Good. And so he was just surprised and excited about the cheese board. And I was like, look, there's pudding. He's like, cool. Keeps eating cheese. I'm like, open the fucking pudding, please. <laughs> this has been two hours of me fucking not knowing what to do with myself as I amp myself up to ask this big question. Eat the pudding. <laughs> so he said, he said, yes, thankfully. Um, so that was that was Aww. led me to believe I made the right choice, and uh, yeah, we're getting married in five days now. Yay! Wow. That's so happy. I love being married; it's so fun. And like, it's, I don't know if you've been with somebody for a while, you feel like things don't change, but I think they do. And I mean, you've already been married, but it wasn't good, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> it's like I don't know. I just it feels. I think yeah. we we should change, like within it our feel, marriage. I just feel like fiercely protective and wildly just like it's me and you against the world mm -hmm. and nobody else matters and like i will fucking kill somebody for you yeah, and i love that i just the wedding part's really fun the being married part's really fun mm -hmm. yeah the, you got the right person it's all good yeah the planning with this one has been yeah. so tremendous we've we've built all the tables out of um recycled pallets and then we wow. were out there because um, we're getting married at Chris and Terry's property, guys who own the pet store, who that's the property where we met. They are the ones who introduced us. That's amazing. They're going to walk me down the aisle. And so it's like all so infused <laughs> with just like such rich importance there. And yesterday we spent six hours just we moved, I think, probably six cords of wood. It was two large oak trees that had fallen on the property that, that we bucked up. And then yesterday was just slinging fucking wood. And I'll tell you what, I've never had a more fun time becoming exhausted and occasionally bashed with wood chonks in the shin when I caught one rolling down the hill <laughs> than with that man. <laughs> and just like, all right, we got to pause for tequila half shots because we brought the tequila, but we also know we got to do things. So if we just time them correctly, I'm like, I've never had a drinking buddy who's also my best friend, who also I get to have incredible sex with, who gets like, let's plan out our day drinking so we can do this successfully. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. That's a good, that's a good drinker. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I am curious, like, what your relationship is like with your parents now and, like, your siblings mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, that's been, um, it's been an interesting journey. So I was, I've always sort of been the black sheep of my family in terms of, you know, a lot of things. Nothing ever super crazy, but I'm like, oh, Kalia's the one who smokes weed. I'm like, oh, Kalia, Kalia goes out to bars and dances and sort of mm -hmm. this like pearl clutching a bit but it's been really fascinating <laughs> the last few years my parents have actually been on their own separate and together deconstruction journey with the christian organization wow. um and that's bred mm -hmm. a whole lot of a whole lot more closeness um with them amazing yeah and really just a beautiful thing to be able to connect with them on and feel seen and heard and understood and then with my siblings so all the two above me and the two below me are all married and have at least one kid. Um, and so it's been really special and interesting getting to know my siblings in this different kind of way. And also their kids. Their kids. I have so many cool nieces and nephews. There's, I think, nine now, maybe <laughs> ten. But they're all just such fun, special little personalities. And it's neat seeing mm -hmm. them having come from a really big family and choosing to have a smaller family unit. And just kind of recognizing mm -hmm. that if you have nine kids, my parents are lovely and kind people. They always have been. The religious stuff was sort of swirling in the ether around us. It never was 
so much the shame coming from my parents, if that makes sense. Okay. But yeah. yeah, just getting to know all of them as we're all more established adults and mm-hmm. we all seem to, well, I, we all seem to like each other pretty well and enjoy spending time together. We're all, you know, kind of a, a, a fucky bunch, but, <laughs> but years do, uh, do wonders to sort of soften the things that separated us. That's good. I hope that just continues like as you all grow older and, yeah. you know, build your own little families, whatever that looks like for yeah, you. I'm going to have plants and dogs and be cool Auntie Kalia. I'm like, yeah. I will be there for your yes. child's first weed experience and probably alcohol <laughs> and be the one they can call if they're, you know, in a fight with you because I think there's a really special place mm-hmm. for aunties and uncles in this unique little pocket of kids' lives. Totally. You know, whether you just adopt them as as whatever or if you know by blood or not i think it's a really that's a relationship i've always yeah. felt was really important and one that i'm like yeah i want to step into that never want kids of my own please god no but having that influence is super fun Before we get into like kind of the witchy curiosities and where you settle into now, I am curious to know, um, how did you originally see Kalia's Corner uh, before it transitioned into reading uh, that toxic book? So I actually had, um, I had another podcast called The Whores in Room 6, which uh, yeah, a friend of mine right after I got divorced we went and traveled through Ecuador for almost three months together and it was super tremendous. And we did a lot of, did a lot of banging of a lot of, a lot of nice folks. And we were just like, you know, we've had so many crazy adventures. Why don't we start like a podcast about this? And so we, she and I unfortunately had uh, a nasty falling out last summer. Um, mm-hmm. Shouldn't drink all the vodka and all the wine and do all of the Adderall because it doesn't go well. But yeah. after that, yeah. so yeah. that podcast fizzled out. And then I was like, you know, I really liked doing that. And the thing that I liked about it is what we did was basically just conversations with interesting people. Like we had on this guy who was one of the first original male strippers at the first strip club in the United States, which is in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Wow. Yeah, we had um, amazing right? chatted with this woman, Nini Huen, who was on Top Chef uh, New Orleans, I believe. Just like a really interesting spread of different types of people from different walks of life. And so I was like, you know, I'm kind of Jones into new to that podcast. And Hannah had been on a few episodes of that first one. And so then I was like, you know, it'd be cool to do sort of a multi-faceted thing. Like one, four different types of episodes in a month. One that's book club. One that's like Kalia's stoned corner where I, you know, get high and make snacks. One that's like about <laughs> sex and love and kink and that I'm so fascinated by just human sexuality in general. Mm -hmm. And then one sort of like whatever the hell I wanted to talk about that week. So the idea of that format sounded nice. But then when we started recording, I was like, oh, this is really taking this is really taking a direction. So there was a few interviews we did Mm -hmm. kind of interspersed with some of the book club stuff. But it was just like it was a nice groove with that. Like it gave us a clear path forward. Um, didn't have to do a whole lot of research into, you know, who we're going to be talking to or deal with all that coordinating. So it just sort of fell into, into what it, uh, what it has become for the first season. 
And I'm very excited to move on from the deconstruction of this all. Let me tell you what. <laughs> so much shame to remember. <laughs> I feel the flows like naturally, uh, you know, that, that's kind of what happened with us too. Like we had, it's still kind of the same, but we were wanting to like really more, talk more. Be more interview style, mm-hmm. kind of like what you're saying, like research the person, ask just like your normal thing. And then our first guest just started telling us her life story and we fucking loved it. it. That's tremendous. It was so good. And like, it just made so much sense and it, it doesn't really get as awkward and like Mm -hmm. having to pause and like ask questions. It just like flows and gives people something to relate to. And like so many of our guests, like we see ourselves in Mm -hmm. or our listeners see themselves in. And it's just been like so beautiful. Yeah. I feel like it's been much more, uh, meaningful and soul evolving for us and like anyone listening or even people on the show. Cause then we just get to like hang out and really like deep dive Mm -hmm. and get to know people. Like, I feel like we don't really get to have that so much anymore because of the social media and the way the world works these days. Like, it's like we miss out on like really like we 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 just get to become like quickie best friends uh-huh, like yeah. in this hour <laughs> hour and a half together you know like very intimate and yeah so it's just it's neat how like a flow unfolds and like kind of a direction where you're supposed to go and I really love that you guys were given that opportunity though it was unexpected to really like heal a little deeper yeah. and you know see like how that kind of messaging that was you know, placed in front of you your whole life, how much that like hurts your brain and your heart yep. and your yep. soul <laughs> and how to like really, yeah, deconstruct that and decide for yourselves like to be more empowered in who you actually are and being empowered sexually. And, you know, like I'm sure that was just so healing and liberating for you in a way that you weren't even expecting. Yeah. So that's fucking cool. And now you get to like go down and explore things that do light you up and make you happy and, you know, kind of give you more life meaning now. So um, I am curious, like just kind of, you know, since you've been a little bit more witchy curious, like do you have any sort of practices or what are things that you've really fallen in love with? Um, What does like witchiness look like for you in -hmm. these first stages and in today, Kalia world? I just got scalp these bumps because I get so excited talking about this stuff. (laughs) Oh, yay. (laughs) We call that hard nipple chills on the podcast. Co-opting that for my... Or full body nipple chills. (laughs) Yes. Full body that nipple chills. <laughs> My nipples are always hard now that I'm pregnant. Yeah. So. See, the shit they don't tell you about pregnancy. Yeah. Constantly. <laughs> um, I keep getting butthole cramps. <laughs> and I just like didn't expect that. And no one tells you. And it's like up the hole. You just get a little cramp. Oh, Only on so one weird. side sometimes. Anus cramps. It's all Somebody's going to write in and be like, you have a medical condition. <laughs> you need to see You need to seek help. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually called this. <laughs> oh, anyway, yeah, just, sorry. You know, I'm happy to not have a cramping butthole. Back I'm to sorry. Your witchy stuff. <laughs> Back to witch stuff. Oh, yeah. So for me, um, it started really. It started really simply. I, I, I was. I liked the idea of an altar. Like I don't know quite what this means. It's all like the odd thing about the Christianity of it all is like it's still there's like a little a little person in the back going like um I'm sorry you're gonna let demons in with this um 
I don't care mm-hmm. that they're telling you this is this is fine, and I don't care that it feels good and like something you want to explore. This is how the demons get in. So I was like, no, thank you. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna choose to not believe you because you've not proven well for me mm-hmm. for most of my life. So I have a little altar yeah. with just. It's got some crystals that I that I got from my friend Carolisa. It's got little nature bits from any time. Like I love being outdoors, and so different rocks. Like there's some rocks from Ecuador on there. There's some little acorns, um, and it's got a little incense stand in the middle. And so I like to in the morning I'll light incense and basically speak what I kind of what I want from my day or what I how I want to be for other people. Basically, just like you know whatever the things I need to accomplish that day. Like this is. This is what I want this day to be like. And then at night, I'll do the same thing and I'll light the incense and basically just have some sort of gratitude for, for the day. Um, I let, I've made several bottles of moon water, which is very exciting that I have arranged on the altar as well. There's a lot of really happy, mostly thriving houseplants that I'm just so I'm just dazzled by. I've never been yeah. able to keep things alive before. And I'm like, <laughs> you guys are doing so good. Like golden pothos, you look amazing. You're like 12 feet long now. I don't even know how you got this big, but I'm very impressed. <laughs> Just <laughs> tremendous. And then little things like um, baby manifesting of like I had little tea light candles and I'll carve, I've done it a few times, like carve in the thing that I want and then I'll light it and then I'll let it burn out. And I did this, it was actually, it was so funny and it still felt so cool. Chris had gotten his key stuck in the ignition of his truck and he couldn't get it out, couldn't get out. I wouldn't try it, couldn't get out. It's like, oh my God, full panic. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to light a candle about this. <laughs> so I, I have my little like <laughs> dole throwing knife that I have as my little altar knife. And so I carved in like door open once candle is burned, which is the knife was too big to do that, but I was determined. <laughs> so I lit the candle. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, once this is out, I'm going to get that key out. So I let it burn out. I was actually on the phone with Hell my yeah. friend, Carrie Lisa, who's delightfully witchy um she was like my first witchy friend where i was like oh this is very cool she's also a silversmith and does a lot of really cool things with crystals and just awesome. um, i just love her so much um but i was on the phone with her and i was like hey hey so here's what i did and this candle's burnt out and i'm gonna go try this with you on the phone right now she's like okay do it and i go out i try it once it doesn't work i was like nope this is gonna work and i fucking pulled the key out you guys i pulled the key out Oh it my god! Out, Hell did. yeah! Like, she did. That's it. I'm a witch. Sweet. All right. Cool. What else can I do? You are. Yes, you are. Whatever you That's are. That's fucking oh, awesome. It was, Hell it was such yeah! A, just a sparkling. I love like the universe. <laughs> yes, I love that so much. I love when shit like that Ugh. just happens. You're like, like yeah, I did that. so powerful. I fucking did. That. And then I've started <laughs> recently doing a lot more work with my tarot deck. That one is another funny one because all the messaging about tarot growing up was like, again, that's how the demons get in. Satan's going to sneak yep. in the back door. Yep. And <laughs> I like the devil. It's fine. <laughs> Honestly, he seems like a better time than the other side. But <laughs> I'm saying, I'm like, I don't want to be stuck somewhere with all you people. No, Take me to it's, hell. It's like a better God. party. You can have some barbecues, probably a lot of whiskey being yeah. drunk on there. I would almost guarantee. Lots of barbecues. Oh, yeah. Lots of whiskey. I love the sinning. Got some sinning to do. Hop on the bus, kids. We're too big for a handbasket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, love the tarot it. stuff has it's been, been fun to explore. And I don't do it very consistently. or, um, But I've got a little ritualized way of knocking on the cards and breathing and chatting to them and then pulling one. And oftentimes it has been really... 
actually almost every time except for once when I wasn't really in the energy space to really focus and have mm-hmm. my intentions set up. But with every card pull I've done, like I'll just spread them out and I'll just sort of feel out which one I should I should look at. And it is really incredible the the powerful meaning that each one of these has had for me in that moment. And it's almost creepy. It's sometimes. almost creepy sometimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in a way that I super super am into. And it's just I get mad at my deck. I'm like, why? I just stop. I'm like, I don't need this kind of honesty in my life. <laughs> That's how Hannah is with her deck now. It's really funny because she was trying to do like a three pull card for a, for the podcast, and it ended up being like all of this shit about her, and then tight. And she's like, God damn it! I was like, mm-hmm. it knew what you needed to hear. <laughs> Yes, exactly. You you're trying to ask something, but there's something way more something important right now. I prefer to be in denial sometimes. <laughs> sometimes easier, <laughs> frankly, sorry. Yeah, but yeah, and I just I just no, like the, the, the rituals of things, and I feel like such a child mm-hmm. in this in this universe. But also, it feels really correct, like, and especially just this ground, this yeah. it being earth connected. And like listening to trees talk and finding little feathers and leaves mm-hmm. and things. And like Chris shot a turkey um, on the property. We're getting married so we could serve the meat at the wedding. And I had this really nice moment with this really wow. beautiful dead bird. And I was like, you know, I really appreciate your sacrifice. I appreciate um, what you've done. Mm-hmm. What, you know, I'm mm-hmm. sorry you had to die, but just know that you're going to be used in really special fun ways. And I'm going to bleach your skull and, you know, I yeah. just thank you for these. Thank you for, for your service. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm going to, it's not much, but I pulled some hair out. It was like, I feel like I should give something back, you know, just yeah. ask the gesture and the knowledge of, you yeah. know, you shouldn't just take and not invest back in some small way. Yeah. So all of that yeah. stuff just feels, it just feels so right. And I love that Chris is into it as well. And he's, he comes from a line of witchy, witchy women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, with some religious suppression tossed Ooh. in there, but the way yeah. he talks about his grandma with her one tooth sitting on the porch with her lemonade, kind of an evil woman, but but really <laughs> like very earth witchy. Whether she she quantified it that way or not, mm-hmm. I was like, oh no, that makes sense. Oh you oh y'all have some clairvoyancy things going on, huh? Interesting. Yeah. Oh, turns out when you set intentions, things can happen. It's almost. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's mm-hmm. literally almost like that's the way it was supposed to be. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> it's as someone that grew up like not religious at all. Like, I went, to, I did went did shit with my grandma. I went to church and stuff, and then I went to like Catholic kindergarten, and I did like my comfort not confirmation, oh, but communion. communion and stuff. Whatever. I just always <laughs> thought it was bullshit ever since I was a kid, and just being an outsider looking in to me. The organized religion is what looks evil. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't see anything wrong with, like, freely loving people and loving yourself and being in nature and listening to your gut <laughs> mm-hmm. and, like, maybe talking mm-hmm. to spirits. Like, Hell yeah. I don't get it. Like, how is that wrong? But then, like, all of the shame, guilt, and, like, molesting mm-hmm. children that goes on on your side. It's all down to it's all down no. power and control. And... Yeah, mm-hmm. and if you think about a lot of the like people that commit crimes and a lot of like men that do 
mass shootings or serial killing it's like oh god told me to do this thing and it's like scary folks a witch never told you to (laughs) truth mad props on being yourself because thank you i don't know if i would like if i would have been grown like raised that way if i would have been able to claw my way out the way a lot of people in my life have like I think it takes a lot of strength and self confidence mm-hmm. and Thank trusting you. yourself. Yeah, that's what. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I could have done that. I mean, I, I think it's I didn't know that I could really impressive could have done it either. Is the funny thing like it's I mm-hmm. I'm so appreciative of how the universe sort of came together. Because if I hadn't got divorced, I I do not know what my life would be like right now. Um, it certainly wouldn't be anything involving yeah. anything witchy because that would have been mocked and suppressed and summarily tossed out, you know, the back door. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the interesting thing about a lot of the religious stuff is it really, really, really trains you to not trust your gut. If you're feeling, if something doesn't feel right, yeah, yeah. shut up. Don't ask questions. Don't explore that. Don't believe what's yeah. going on. God, that blows and it's my crazy. Mind. It's just like in the last year, I'm like, oh, oh, that's what listening to your gut is. Oh, it's pretty right a lot of the time. Mm. And it turns out, you guys, your microbiome mm-hmm. your gut is the only, it's considered the second brain. It's a, considered an organ and it's the only yes. one that sends mm-hmm. signals and messaging to your brain rather than the brain just sending it to you. I was like, yeah. I found this out a few years ago, mind blown. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it all makes so much sense. So crazy. It's almost like they do it so that we are under control. <laughs> yeah. And like, oh, can't think for ourselves. <laughs> stop, stop speaking this nonsense that's leading us straight to hell. Actually, no, let's keep going. Yeah. Yeah. My tinfoil hat. Yeah. <laughs> so spot on. So um, we're getting closer mm-hmm. to the end of our time together today. So, um, there's some questions that we really love to ask our guests at the end of the episode. And then we're going to pull a card. Mm-hmm. And I know the most perfect deck for us to pull from <laughs> today. The sexiest deck alive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I also felt like we should pull a tarot because we talked Let's about tarot. Let's also pull tarot. Yeah. We'll pull two. Yeah. Okay. So uh, one of our questions is, what is something that you do for self-care that you just can't live without whether it's like daily or weekly like how do you express care for yourself lots of masturbation all over <laughs> i love I that i think it keeps your uterus from falling out yeah That's my theory it's a muscle yeah. it's <laughs> the best, some of the best free brain drugs I've a lot of other things masturbating a lot because i'm like oh it's got it for the baby absolutely yeah. 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 Not, at that point. <laughs> not wrong though and some muscle yeah. <laughs> i okay. love how there was like no hesitation yeah. at all but yeah <laughs> okay the second question is if you could tell your younger self one thing what would it be and that can be your younger self yesterday or when you were very little or any time between that it's going to be okay and that you're not stupid for for the things that you feel or the things that you think or the things that you like and then eventually Mm. you'll get to fall in love with yourself in a way that you you never thought was possible and you'll find your value and your worth and you'll find your people Mm -hmm. got me all too i know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the full body nipple <laughs> chills happening.
this deck, the sexiest deck alive, is created by Gigi Ooh. Savage, who <gasps> I was mentioning, yeah. who used who had um, guested mm-hmm. on our podcast. Um, so she, I know her because she had a podcast called Basic Witches with um, another comedian named Leah Knauer. Really great podcast. They haven't um, podcast in like a year and a half, but all of their back catalog is still out and they're like in, they're making big moves and doing other cool shit right now. So that's awesome for them. Um, But highly recommend it for anyone. Uh, They talk to a lot of really, really amazing guests and just really helps you to kind of figure out like the whole world of witchiness out there and, you know, what resonates with you and, you know find new interests maybe but yeah very sex positive mm-hmm. uh oh my God. marijuana yeah, positive right up my alley two of my favorite <laughs> things sex and weed <laughs> supporting supporting <laughs> all the good things um so this deck is called the sexiest deck alive that she created it's like mixed media art um and Ooh. like really beautiful messages so so excited <laughs> you'll love it <laughs> just the whole time i was like i know what i'm gonna pull i know what i'm gonna pull <laughs> So, all right, I'm just going to hold these over my heart and let's take a deep breath in together to fill this deck with some good energy. And I'm going to wave my hand over this deck. Kalia, you told me when to stop. Ooh, I think you got this card a long time ago, maybe. Um, it's the Phoenix card. There's this really, really beautiful, vivacious woman, um, on the card and there's lots of fire around her and she just, she just looks like goddess. And it says the Phoenix energy is present. Walk into the flames with an open heart. It gets better. You've already felt the pain. The pain will never kill you. Walk into the flames choose it and fly you have all the answers within you you just have to ask the questions beautiful <laughs> big feels so good I expect to be this leaky on this podcast that's I love yeah it. that's really beautiful so beautiful what you got for us taylor mm, it just kind of says everything we talked about today <laughs> of course it does so <laughs> queen of wands reversed tower Hierophant reversed. Um, uh, how many numbers that? Uh, eight of Pentacles. What the fuck is this? Sorry, give me a sec. Seven, <laughs> seven of Wands, and then the Judgment. <clears throat> wow. And to me, it's about being kind of. I feel like referring to today is like being almost lied to and seduced not in a sexual way but into a way of thinking and living for some people that can be what organized religion is and like the promises that come with that and then Mm. having that tower moment of where you really break down and you fold on that and you have your phoenix moment where you burn it all to the ground and you challenge those traditions your hierophant reverse and you really come to your judgment day 
but of yourself and like figuring out who you are and what you want and finding your own um, independence and success and stability and abundance in your own way in your own life. I love that. That's so wild. (laughs) So spot on. So good. Always, always, always. (laughs) Yeah. Amazing. Um, You should come to Witchy Night when we do it. It's the fourth Thursday of every month at Pascal Winery. Mm -hmm. And we'll be there um, pulling cards. They had a palm reader last time. I think a numerologist sometimes. There's an older woman that does like chakra cleansing. And it's just really, really fun. Oh, and I'll be there. Yeah. And, that, sounds, um, that sounds super tremendous. It's fun. Soon they're going to start incorporating like crafty things too, like making spell jars or, you know, just like more interactive <gasps> things. So it's not just like getting, mm-hmm. you know, readings done and just, yeah, it's just expanding and growing. And it's literally my most favorite night that. of the month. And it's the best winery, in my mm-hmm. opinion, here in this yeah, side of the valley. Pascal does. Yeah. They slay it. Yeah. I'm like wine and witches. This sounds like this sounds like right up my alley. Yeah. I love them. They're so great. Um, Well, if people (laughs) would like to find you or find your podcast, um, how can people connect with you, Kalia? Yes, you can find me on Instagram at Kalia's Corner. It's K-A-L-E-A. And then corner, like you spell corner. Uh, (laughs) Corner, corner. And we also, we have a website, it's www.kaleoscorner.com. Um, if you want to listen to the podcast, we're on Amazon Music, uh, iTunes, Spotify, all of the, uh, all of the usual offenders. So <laughs> give it, give us a goog. If you want to email, you can email info at kaleoscorner.com because I am fancy and have a personal email address for the podcast that no one has ever sent it into, but that's okay. <laughs> no one's better. And I wouldn't email either, but, <laughs> but yeah, Instagram is the, the best place to find the updated content. We're going to be starting, um, I think probably early to mid July. We're taking a month break because mm-hmm. big life changes and such, mm-hmm. but then we're going to be getting into the season of the witch. And so you'll be able to find out info about that. And, uh, yeah. All sorts of fun. And Can't your, wait. your Instagram is so fun yeah. and like active and funny. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Definitely go follow yeah, her. Hannah, that's all Hannah. She she slays it. She does she's got the whole grid thing all organized. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tremendous. Beautiful. <laughs> Very jealous. So good. Love thank you. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Kalia, for being here with us today and being vulnerable and just sharing yeah. your life story and how it's impacted you and we're I'm just so fucking proud of you yeah. and so grateful to know thank you. you. And thank you. Congrats. Yes. Yeah. Have and the best wedding. Happy yeah. wedding day soon. <laughs> it's it's gonna be great. I'm where I made my own black velvet uh corset and I've got this long black velvet skirt with a slit going up to mid thigh. And then for the reception it's this little shorty skirt with like dark green tool underneath and it's really flirty and ridiculous and I'm just I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so excited for you. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah, yeah and thank you so much. It's so fun to meet you, Taylor, over the, yeah, over the internet. And uh, yeah, well, yeah, definitely um, witchy night for sure. Yeah, yeah. we'll get together. You guys soon. are, you guys are great. You too. So yeah. Thank you. We have a <laughs> backyard hang soon too. It's summertime. Yeah. But hell yeah, hell yeah. So at the very end of our podcast, the way we sign off is by telling people self-carry type items or things that they could do for themselves. And we just kind of go in a circle and take turns giving off one thing at a time. And we'll probably just do like two rounds if you want to okay. play 
We can both go first. So yeah. you kind of know what's going on. I'll go first. Okay. okay. Perfect. Men do it. Cry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Masturbate. Yeah. Uh, go buy some basil and eat fresh basil and tomatoes. Yes. Or Ooh. buy a plant. Love. Mm-hmm. Love. Actually, I like to do <laughs> tomatoes, mozzarella, and strawberries mm. with <gasps> the basil. Oh, yes. So do that too. Ooh. With a little balsamic drizzle, maybe. And pe- yeah. Yep. Oh, <laughs> a little, little sea salt, coarse sea salt in it. Oh, oh my God. We might be hungry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, bye. Thank you. <laughs> bye. Thank you. Find us on TikTok and Instagram at Waking Up the Witch. Please email us your witchy stories, ghost stories, corrections, and advice questions to wakingupthewitch at gmail.com. Love you. Love you.